Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the Morning Jam. It is going to be a lovely day on this Monday. We're glad to have you joining us here on the Morning Jam. I'm Janet Rose. Hopefully you had a fantastic weekend and you're ready to take on another week. Uh, Keep our numbers handy. Our toll-free number is 866-916-3776 and our text line 434-248-0704. Here is your thought of the day for this Monday. You can be the ripest, juiciest peach in the world, and there's still going to be some people who hate peaches. So there you go. It's true. Really has nothing to do with you other than the fact that you're a peach. And you are a peach, so go forth and take on your day. Uh, Mind Jam Trivia today. Today is National Handwriting Day. This has been an official thing since the 1970s. Sadly... The last uh, few decades have that's become a dying art. Now, were you taught cursive? Yes, ma'am. You were okay. Because Am I good at it and have good handwriting? Probably not. But I was taught grade, it. Were you graded on Actually, it? Actually, you know what? I had great cursive. I was had so cursive one time. My teacher was so proud of me. She took my sheet and me into the classroom next door and said, look at this to all the kids. Okay, you just didn't apply it forever. (laughs) Got it. Well, I I did in third grade and then stopped. And the next time I needed to use cursive was when I was starting a bank account. It was interesting because um, I had three, I have three children. The first one was taught um, cursive and she's probably closer to your age i guess Mm -hmm. my two younger boys were not they were not i had to teach them to write cursive i literally would have to write their papers out in cursive and then they would copy it in cursive so it it has become a dying art thankfully that's being corrected and most schools are teaching it again um and there are two reasons why they are bringing back cursive writing and they're teaching it again in schools i want to know if you can name one or both of those reasons 434-248-0704 is our number text that in we'll have the answer coming up i feel like this is really easy yeah well you know how my questions go though you think they're easy yeah but this one this one is easy because you have to sign your name in, in cursive uh well you should. You, you should. You should and sign so, your name in, so I, I, in the, cursive. Like, trust me, I just had to do that a lot. So I'm going to go with that as, as definitely one. Okay. And I guess you have to read it. So that might be another, but I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know what else. Like, that, the, yeah, I don't know what else would it be. Well, we're going to have the answers coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, on this day in history in 1973, U.S. President Richard Nixon announces 
an accord has been reached to end the Vietnam War, which, interestingly enough, they did not call the war. They called it a police action. But we all know what it was. It was the Vietnam War. Uh, in 1977, the miniseries Roots premieres on ABC television and really started out a decade or more of the miniseries just being king. Um, 70s, 80s, so many miniseries from uh, Roots to uh, The Thorn Birds, um, North and South, just so many miniseries. And they were kind of the ones that really started it all. In 1986, the inaugural class of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is inducted, and it included names like Chuck Berry, James Brown, Ray Charles, Sam Cooke, Fats Domino, Buddy Holly, the Everly Brothers, Elvis Presley, a lot of big names on that one. And, of course, they are uh, still inducting every year um, to this day. So there's that. Uh, Birthdays today, if you're having a birthday, you share it with some pretty famous people, including actress Cheetah Rivera, who turns 90 years old today. Here she is in, I guess it's like 87, doing a a live version of America. Uh, She was, and she was probably in her 50s then. entertainer no doubt about it uh also having a birthday today is rocker robin zander of cheap trick he turns 70 years old today although i have to say i saw pictures of him he looks older than chiquita Of course, he's still trying to wear, like, sleeveless leather vests. That's not a good look when you're 70, I'm just saying. Just don't do that. Uh, Actress Tiffany Amber Thyssen turns uh, 49 years old today. Actress Julia Jones turns 42. She's appeared in The uh, Mandalorian and Westworld. And actress Marissa Hargitay turns 59 years old today. Her mother was Jane Mansfield, the bombshell. Some people know that. Some people don't. I um, I don't even know who that is. Jane Mansfield? Yeah. She was like a pinup girl. She was Marilyn Monroe 2.0 okay. kind of girl. Very busty lady. Anyway, um, Marissa Hargitay is her daughter. She turns 59 years old today. Of course, she plays Olivia Benson in Law and Order. Oh, I know that is. I swear I didn't touch her. I swear her. on what? Bible, God, your daughter, you have the right to keep your mouth shut. She's the queen of the clap back mm-hmm. when it comes to that show. Very good. Uh, bassist, keyboardist Bill Cunningham is having a birthday today, turning 73 years old. He was with the box tops. Lonely days ago, I'm a going home. And then actor Richard Dean Anderson of MacGyver is having a birthday. 73 years old. He can fix anything with a paper clip and a stick of gum. First, whenever I hear MacGyver, I think of uh, Michael 
dressing up like um, MacGyver. And only MacGruber. 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 MacGruber was based on MacGyver, of course. So there's that. Miss Nelskid. And then singer Anita Baker is having a birthday today. My gosh, the voice that woman has. Have a sip of coffee. Ain't there something I can give in exchange for everything you give to me? Read my mind, you make me feel just fine when I think my peace of mind is out of reach. Yeah. Very smooth. Candy, very, very smooth. You're missing the most important birthday today. The re- We wouldn't have a show without it. It is my mother's birthday today. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're going pretty far out on that one, but okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. All it is right. my mother's birthday well, today. Well, happy birthday to her. She said, so is she still here? She no, she, they went home yesterday, so happy birthday, Mom. And you know, there was a birthday that I intentionally did not say on Friday that I need to, to make right. Oh. Because it was a surprise. Uh, Ruth Ann's birthday. I saw on Facebook. Yes. Happy birthday, Ruth Ann. Was on, was on Friday, and a bunch of us met and had lunch with her, and she was so surprised. It that was it was really sweet uh, to see her, but I think she was a little put out because <laughs> because I hadn't I hadn't said anything uh, on the air. But everybody sneaky, loves sneaky. Ruth Ann, and uh, to to be able to make Ruth Ann speechless was difficult. That was <laughs> it was something else. So it was a lot of fun. It was really a lot of fun uh, to see her. So if you get a chance. Uh, wish Ruth Ann a happy birthday because she is just a magnificent lady and we all love her very, very much. Our uh, Mind Jam trivia today is about handwriting because today is National Handwriting Day. And this has been a thing since the 70s. And apparently they give out, you know, awards and scholarships and all kinds of things with with beautiful uh, penmanship. My mother had a beautiful handwriting and i worked with a couple of guys who had handwriting i swear like thomas jefferson they took great pride in their in their handwriting uh it's kind of a a lost art for sure but they are bringing it back in many schools not as many as i think they should um but they're doing that for two reasons and we ask you what those two reasons were could you name one or both of them nick said uh, you can't have a signature without cursive. That's the same thing you said. Um, and Bear says it's so you can read the signature on the bourbon bottle. <laughs> and the second reason is inconsequential. That's a good one. So, all right, Bear, I hear you. Uh, we'll have the official answers coming up when we return here on the Morning Jam. Thanks so much for joining us. Keep our toll-free number handy, 866-916-3776. The Morning Jam. With Janet on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Morning Jam. So this morning we're talking about National Handwriting Day, and that is today. Uh, that's been official since the 70s, but sadly... 
uh, we went through a couple of decades where that was not a priority. Uh, now they are working at bringing that back for two reasons. Uh, the one reason is because you need a signature. I mean, you really do need a legitimate signature uh, as a grown person. Uh, then the second one is you can't read history without being able to read cursive. You can't read, and, and I've talked about this on the air a lot, you can't read the Declaration of Independence. You can't read any of our founding documents if you can't read cursive writing. The running joke with people my age was like when we're in the nursing home, it'll be like writing in code. We'll be like Navajo talkers at, at that point, the way, the way it has gone. Um, the interesting thing is this. Only 21 states have cursive writing mandates in their curriculum. That's not great. And the other interesting thing is, because I, th I thought, well, I, you know, I wanted to know what states we were talking about. Most of them are in the South. So Virginia is, is um, one of them. Alabama, uh, Arkansas, Arizona, Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Mississippi, North Carolina, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, and West Virginia. So California, nah. New York, nah. Not te teaching uh, cursive. I think that is a, a huge mistake. I hope that's going to be uh, corrected because it is, you know, kind of a, a dying art for sure. And beautiful cursive handwriting is just a glorious thing. Like I say, my mother's handwriting was beautiful and I love to be able to go back and, and read it. So practice that cursive today, folks. Get it done. Coming up at the uh, bottom of the hour, we are going to take a look at your headlines. WDBG7 will be in with that. We'll also take a look at your forecast, which, I mean, they had salted the roads and all this stuff like we were going to be getting some type of winter storm massive like that, yeah the bills Bengals game yesterday that was in <laughs> tons of snow right yeah we didn't get any of that none of that you know I, we haven't heard from dale this morning. i know hey dale do you think he's still weak how about them cowboys <laughs> yeah he hasn't he hasn't texted us at all this morning i hope he's okay maybe we need to do a wellness check you think maybe just send up a signal. Have your wife text us if you're okay, Dale. I'm sorry. I'm really giving him a hard time. But he's so passionate about it. Uh, it's it's kind of hard not to give him a hard time because he is he's really passionate about it. My favorite part is the Eagles quarterback, Jalen Hurts, has been to more NFC Championship games in his lifetime because he's 24 years old than the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. That's your last jab now. Okay. Be nice. Okay. Uh, you yes, ma'am. You behave yourself now. You won. Be a good winner. <laughs> All right. Uh, lots of things to talk about this morning. Some of them not very pleasant. Um, the shooting that took place in California. Uh, we're going to have a couple of interviews on that this morning. Um, uh, it was a, a mass shooting. They did find the shooter. Uh, he was dead. They found him yesterday. Uh, he was died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Uh, he had tried to do another shooting and was wrangled to the ground by the people at that location. And so he was not successful there. 
Um, he uh, is an Asian man, 72 years old. And, you know, we're finding out a little bit more about him. But we'll have a couple of interviews this morning uh, talking more about that. Also had a shooting in Amherst um, where uh, a man uh, killed a friend uh, there in Amherst County. We're going to be talking about that uh, a little bit this morning. Of course, the rumor mill is rampant with that story. I live in Amherst. And so there are all kinds of stories running around uh, about that. I, I think anytime you have cases like this, the the most important thing that I want to make sure that we get across to people, because you have all these people coming out going, oh, well, yeah, I knew that was going to happen. And he said he was going to do this. And he, well, if he said that, why didn't you report it? It should have been reported to the police. So you're not doing yourself any favors going around saying that he's been saying he was going to do this for a long time. We have got to get to a point to where we are all going to man up, woman up, and say something if we hear about stuff like this uh, so that it so that it doesn't happen. Maybe, I mean, maybe nothing it would have changed, but, you know, what if it had changed? So we're going to be talking about uh, some of that. And we've got some national stories that we're going to be covering as well. Um Biden White House, very interesting things uh, going on there. And you would think, because of all the bad press he's had lately, um, seems like they found more documents at this point. Uh, now you've got him doubling down on renominating some judges, uh, some lawyers for judges that are pretty radical they've been they've been called radical by uh, quite a few f- folks uh and with good reason and he's just nominating them again so you wonder what they know about him maybe they know where some of the documents are hidden as well um so we'll be talking about that and also al sharpton who uh did an an interview um on the pbs show firing line And he was asked about an allegation that he made in 1987 where a 15-year-old black girl, he he came out, and I remember a little bit about about this, talking about she had been uh, attacked and raped by this group of white men in 1987. I mean, just getting people completely worked up and inflamed. All those were found to be false by grand jury. And he was asking the interview if he needed to, you know, apologize to to these men. And he said, absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, he didn't need to apologize for making their life hell. Because, you know, I, I, I have no evidence that I've been misled. And, you know, that's just a grand jury. That's, that's not, a, that's not a, 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 a jury. It was just a grand jury. And, yeah. It's not a trial. He is unbelievable. You would think he would have gone away at this point, but, and yet he, he, no, he has not. So we'll talk a little bit about that uh, coming up as well. If there's something you want to talk about, give us a call. Keep our numbers handy. 866-916-3776 is our number. Uh, We would love to hear from you this morning. Uh, We'll talk about anything you want to talk about. Uh, including some of the ones that we just mentioned. Oh, also, 
they did find another body uh, in the Pulaski River that was recovered over the weekend as well. So that's been in the news quite a bit. And then we have an accident that took place uh, on the 460 ramp in Blacksburg. Two people have been hospitalized with that uh, after a crash that took place and um and evidently the some police officers witnessed a crash the crash took place about two o'clock in the morning and um and the the victims have been taken to the hospital uh conditions not really known right now but it seems like they both did recover you know they were recovered from the the crash the crash pictures are pretty pretty rough looking um but at least thankfully they would they did managed to survive the crash now what kind of shape they're in i don't know and then you're uh, the family of uh hamill hamlin hamlin tomorrow hamlin was also at the game um they say that, that it's going to be taking a little more time for him to yeah but they were at recover. all him and his family were so at he the was game there okay he was they cut to him he threw up the heart Okay. Unfortunately, Bills did lose the game in a not so pretty fashion. But he was but, still there. But the fact he was at the game was the best sight this it's postseason. It's pretty great. Yeah. Best, especially because that was the two teams playing when the incident happened. Right. Well, they were hoping he was going to recover faster than than he is going to be able to. But for him to be at the game, that's, it's incredible. that's pretty incredible for sure. We've got your local headlines. we got your weather all ahead. Thanks for starting your morning with us here on The Morning Jam. And currently this morning, we have temperatures uh, 39 degrees in the Lynchburg area, 38 in Bedford, 42 in Roanoke and Salem, 40 in Danville, 36 in uh, Affomatic, where some light rain is expected in the next hour or so. And then Amherst has 39 degrees this morning and cloudy conditions. You might run into a little bit of patchy fog depending on on where you are. So just be aware of that this morning. Uh, Getting a lot of information in about the man who is the suspect in that Monterey Park. Uh, Now they're saying that he was headed to a second dance hall location just minutes from the scene of the first massacre and um, we're also hearing from the man who disarmed him, uh, the man who encountered the suspect at the Alhambra dance hall, just a few minutes from the, the first dance hall where the incident took place, said that the minute he saw him, he knew that he was dangerous. He said he was, he was looking at me, looking around, made no effort to hide what he was trying to do. Uh, he said his eyes were menacing. Uh, he was talking, this Brandon Say was talking to the New York Times. Now, this is a a, a, a pretty young man, a fairly young man, whereas the victims at the first dance hall, I think almost all of them were over 50 um, in, for the most part. Uh, but this this was a fairly young man. Um, He said he was first alerted to the man's presence when he heard the front doors um, at the the studio close. He was working in the ticket office of the business his family has run for three generations. And he said the man pointed a a semi-automatic weapon. Uh, He told the Times saying it was the first gun he had ever seen in real life. And his heart sank 
He said, I knew I was going to die. You could tell from his body language, his facial expression, uh, his eyes. He was searching for people to, to hurt. Um, apparently, he struggled with the man for about a minute and a half and eventually wrestled the gun from him. Of course, now, like I say, this, this young man looks to be in his 20s. Uh, the shooter was in his 70s. He said he was able to grab the weapon when the man took his hand off of it as if to manipulate it to start shooting. Once Say was in control of the gun, he pointed it back at the uh, suspect, yelled for him to, quote, get the hell out of here. He said he's still trying to process exactly what had happened, but he's heartbroken for the Monterey Park community. We have a very tight-knit community of dancers, he said, and it feels so terrible to have something like this happen to have one of our individuals trying to harm others. So apparently he was connected to that that dance uh, community. Uh, I've even read some things that he was perhaps even an instructor at the Star Ballroom Dance Studio. Um, he immediately drove to the second, second hall. So they're still struggling, struggling to find out, you know, what his, what was his motivation to do this even after he escaped and even though the young man who took the gun from him had the gun apparently he had another one because he was found dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound in his van um as they're searching for the motive the um majority of this community was asian this was on the eve of their lunar new year celebration and the name of the suspect is Hu Can Tran, 72 years old. And um, I, I don't know. Uh, authorities haven't named any of the people that were killed or injured. As I mentioned earlier, generally they're older than 50 years old. Seven of the victims were still hospitalized as of last night. And, of course, they'll continue to, to try to look into this and find out exactly what took place with this incident. But I'm sure there's a lot to learn uh, when it comes to this. But it does look like it was one of their own that, that took place with this. Uh, Lynchburg's National Guard soldiers were awarded a governor's medal. That was a nice news story. Governor Glenn Youngkin presented the Governor's National Service Medal to 270 National Guard soldiers from Task Force Red Dragon on Saturday. Uh, they were part of over 1,000 members who were mobilized as Task Force Red Dragon for a security mission in Africa. Uh, Governor Youngkin said, I wanted to say thank you for all you do to serve. Thank you on behalf of the Commonwealth of Virginia. They were deployed for nine months, and uh, Colonel Jim Tierney said, today was our first time back where we were recognizing the contributions of our soldiers. He said there was a lot of work to be done abroad. They conducted security operations and crisis response, and we were effectively the Army's response force on the continent. So um, Tierney said it was the largest task force size unit to deploy since World War II with over 1,100 soldiers from uh, Virginia, Kentucky, and Tennessee. 
and um, evidently many of them in, enjoyed the experience, said that Africa was one of the places I'd always wanted to see. Uh, it was great to be able to be there and to also serve the country. So that was a good, kind of a feel-good story there for them to be acknowledged over the weekend. So well done, and we appreciate everything that you're doing. Uh, here's kind of a, a follow-up to a story that we shared with you quite a while ago. Um, do you remember when we were talking about Sam Brenton? He is the uh, nuclear waste official who was stealing airport luggage worth thousands of dollars. Do you remember that story? Um, he, in his official photo, he is quite clearly a man uh, who is bald, wearing lipstick and women's clothing. In the picture, he, he has definitely been let go after that incident. Even though he he denied it, he said, you know, it was a it was a big mistake. Apparently, they did not buy that. They they didn't fall for that one. So, in case you were wondering if he was able to hold on to his job, no he was not. He had to move on and do something else there, which I'm okay with. It looks like uh Danville is going to be getting a Texas Roadhouse. I thought they were closing down but apparently they're they're opening some up so that's a good thing i mean have you had their biscuits i mean their rolls <laughs> and their honey butter my brother this past weekend he's like let's go to logan's for steak and i was like why not texas roadhouse just for the rolls <laughs> <laughs> i don't need steak i could just i'm carb loading i have a race later um uh, so that chain is headed to the south side and uh, they have leased a spot at the site at the Danville Mall. So it looks like that's going to be moving in on Piedmont Avenue. So there you go. Soon they'll be eating them some biscuits with some honey butter, too. So good. Enjoy. we got a caller on the line. Good morning. You're on the Morning Jam. Hi. Hey, good morning, Janet. Hey, how are you doing, Alan? Hey, uh, not too bad. Hey, uh, I got back from the Wake Forest UVA game Saturday, and I was... Uh, watching some of uh, Diamond and Silk's, uh, or Diamond's uh, memorial service. Yeah. And Silk uh, basically was saying that the vaccine killed her sister. So I don't know. But, I mean, Fox News had a bunch of stuff on there this weekend about all the people that are having heart attacks. And um, uh, wouldn't it, you know, if a tractor trailer like I'm drive. Uh, runs over a car and kills somebody, there's repercussions and you, you get a big settlement and everything. So what are the repercussions going to be? Well, there, there's way, there's the way too many people who have, uh, who've had it for there to be any major settlement. This isn't going to be like the Johnson and Johnson. Of course now, right. I mean, let's, but let's be honest here. She was not the healthiest living person in the world. Well, and let's face it, most of the people that died from COVID, 75% of them were 20 pounds overweight. That's what Joe Rogan was saying. Dr. McAuliffe and, and Robert Malone said that, too. And they're actually, they're tooting that horn, too, about the vaccine. They're warning people. And uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. on Twitter, all of them are warning people about the 
the effects of this vaccine, which wasn't really a vaccine, the mRNA vaccine. And so, but what's it weird? Isn't it going to be ironic if more people die from the vaccine than die from COVID? Well, I don't think that that's, I, I personally don't think that that's what, what has happened. Uh, as a matter of fact, I just read an article this weekend. And thank you for calling, Alan. I, I, thanks, I appreciate thanks, that. Yeah. Um, there are over a half a million people that they know of who missed out on uh, starting medications that they needed to be on to prevent heart attacks and strokes during COVID. Um, so a lot of people stopped going. They stopped having any preventative medicine whatsoever. They were not going for their checkups. They were not, you know, listening to, to cues from their body. Uh, this has been discovered both in Britain and in America, where the Heart Foundation uh, looked at prescribing data uh, for just the first 18 months. And there were over a half a million people who missed out on blood pressure pills and over 300,000 who did not get treatment to lower cholesterol. And so... You know, when you hear these stories, and I don't know, maybe maybe it will come out that that, but that that is true. But at the at the same time, we also have to to have common sense, and we have to look at other factors that are at play. And when you have people who, and and she was an African American woman, uh, blood pressure is a huge issue uh, within that culture. Um, and, you know, was she on blood pressure medication? Should she have been on blood pressure medication? Uh, of course, weight is a factor. Um, I don't know what, the, you know, cholesterol was. And, and granted, she was just in her 50s. And, and maybe it did have something to do with it. But before those of you who got the, um, the COVID shot start panicking and give yourself a heart attack, um, just keep in mind, there's a whole lot more to the story and it's going to be a long time, um, uh, before we know, you know, all the details with that. But we do know that there are so many people that did not take the medicine they were supposed to be taking, nor did they even discover that they needed to be taking it. And if you haven't had a checkup in a while, you need to make sure that you go and get that done and you stay on top of that and make it a priority again, because preventative medicine is everything when it comes to taking care of your health. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on The Morning Jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They're on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg, cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day and working very hard to keep their prices low so you can keep your food bill in check. I'm hoping I'm going to have an egg update tomorrow. My, uh, my husband went to buy eggs over the weekend and called me like he was all surprised that they were so... Because he doesn't do the grocery shopping yeah. hardly ever. So... He's already checking it, <laughs> getting eggs and bringing them in on the homestead. We'll see. Um, today's recipe is one that I think you'll enjoy, especially if you love Greek flavors, which I do. Uh, this is a Greek chicken meatball, so it's certainly going to be lighter than using a red meat. And boy, the flavors are so good. You're going to start by making the meatball magic. 
that's going to take two pounds of ground chicken. Now, if you really want to make sure that that chicken is lean, go over to F&L, buy the chicken breast, and then grind it yourself. If you have a KitchenAid, no problem with doing that, or have them grind it for you there. Uh, Two pounds of ground chicken, a teaspoon of salt, a fourth of a teaspoon of black pepper, a half a teaspoon of ground cumin, a half a teaspoon of ground oregano, a half a teaspoon of red pepper flakes. Don't leave those out. A fourth of a cup of fresh dill chopped, a fourth of a cup of fresh mint chopped, some diced red onion, four cloves of finely minced garlic, a little bit of lemon zest, and those meatballs are made. Then you're going to form them into the meatballs, brown them up all beautifully in a large skillet with a little bit of olive oil in it, and uh, cook them about three to four minutes per side until they're browned and the internal temperature is about 165. You'll probably have to do them in batches because this makes quite a few. And then uh, when you get ready to serve those meatballs up, all you have to do is chop some romaine lettuce, top it with some feta, some thinly sliced cucumber, tomato, maybe a little jasmine rice, and then put some tzatziki sauce over top. It is so delicious. And those meatballs are unbelievable. Just the meatballs and the tzatziki sauce, so good. Now check out the recipe by going to Facebook, type in Janet's 5 and 9. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share brought to you by F&L Market, where their meats are a cut above. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the morning jam. The Morning Jam with Janet on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Our number is 866-916-3776 and our text number is 434-248-0704. Still haven't heard from Dale this morning. You think he's okay? Gosh, maybe we need to call him. You think he would... I mean, dim boys. Mm. Oh, no. He might be pretty oh, upset over his Cowboys. I mean, they, they did have maybe the worst play in NFL history. Oh, dear. As their last play. They had a running back well, snap the ball. <laughs> so I saw where Twitter had kind of exploded um, after the final play. And Cowboys got roasted pretty good on social media yesterday. So wasn't wasn't good. Uh, this here was were the some formation. The, yeah. That's the running back. That's the offensive lineman. Who are you know what to I'm hearing? Womp, 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 It's like the Charlie Brown teacher. But but I believe you. Uh, here's some of the tweets. Whoever drew up that final play for the game uh, for the Cowboys just needs to quit football altogether. Um, another one said, brilliant play call. Uh, love the good old five-yard in, then fly 70 yards after play. And then there's one where they're like, um, Zeke was mic'd up before the Cowboys' final play. I'm afraid to play that one. That's busted with the boys. I, Great. I'm, a, I'm afraid it might have language in it. So Yeah, I wouldn't play that. I'm afraid that. to hit that one. Um, the two, two Dallas Cowboys died on that final play, and one was Zeke at center. What the hell is this? <laughs> yeah, they got beat up pretty. They were roasted pretty badly. So he's probably just... He's probably just laying a little bit low. Dale is. It's okay. That's all right. Um, protesters gathered outside of uh, Kavanaugh's home again. A group of pro-choice protesters gathered outside um, on the 50th anniversary of Roe v. Wade. 
the protesters converged on the sidewalk outside of Kavanaugh's Chevy Chase Maryland home. The uh, gathering appeared to be organized by the far-left group known as Our Rights D.C., the group tweeted a poster inviting members to participate in the march within the neighborhoods of Justice Kavanaugh and Chief Justice John Roberts. The tweet then encouraged members to attend a fundraising concert for the D.C. Abortion Fund. Okay, some people just need to get, I don't know, a hobby or something, maybe. I don't know. Uh, apparently, they were marching in the rain, shouting things like, cut his time short. A rapist should not rule the court. Wow. Clever. Inaccurate, but clever. So, I also saw where um, a spokesperson for one of the Planned Parenthoods encouraged women to get abortions because, you know, they might be, um, their children might be mistreated in the foster uh, system. That was a new one this week. I hadn't heard that one before. That one was completely new. Um, Biden has renominated some judges, and they're ones that we've heard about before, and Ted Cruz is not a fan. The Senate Judiciary Committee will reconsider several of Biden's judicial nominees. Uh, these are ones that Ted Cruz referred to as extremists, partisan, and radicals. That sounds about right. That that ticks all the boxes for President Biden. Uh, the Senate will convene this week for the legislative work of the 118th Congress, and the Democrat slim 51-49 majority is expected to make it easier to confirm Biden's nominees than it was last year. Republicans protested eight of these nominees, citing their records of approving lenient sentences for violent crimes and supporting left-wing causes. Well, we see what happens in cities where that's the case. So we haven't learned anything, apparently, from that. Uh, one that has received a lot of pushback is Dale Ho who is, has been renominated on New York Southern District Court, and he has a, a pattern of tweeting attacks on multiple members of the Senate Judiciary Committee and, um, and, and doing it pretty recently. So um, I, I, I don't know how that's going to go, but we will see. Uh, one of the, the things that he wrote... Uh, was in these dark times I've been fortunate to find tremendous sense of purpose in my work as a civil rights lawyer but as a colleague of mine asked me recently over lunch Dale do you do this because you want to help people or because you just hate conservatives nice that sounds like somebody we want as a judge good job Joe what he's judgy <laughs> he is judgy he does have that going for him. Bill Trevero is on the way. He's going to join us from our Roanoke News Desk, bringing us all the headlines you need to know for your Monday, as only Bill can do. And we'll also have uh, Walker Galbraith in our next hour, joining us to talk about several incidents that have occurred both nationally and locally in the region. Thanks for joining us this morning on The Morning Jam.
You're listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA-FM Greta Danville.